Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Thank you for joining the conversation on Colloquium. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm, please visit excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn. Welcome to the conversation on Colloquium. Today I have with me Badri Malinor. Badri, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks, Brian. Great to be here. Yeah, and we've talked a number of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's always fun to kind of have a little bit of that background and context before we get our conversation down on tape. Um, and what you're doing is a little bit different, a wrinkle in the typical private equity real estate fund model. But before we get into that, maybe give some people a little bit more background on yourself and how you came to form Investar. Sure. Just my background. Um, I've started uh, several companies before. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, but uh, I did work uh, for a Fortune 500 company before, managed a large team of uh, several hundred people across multiple continents. Travel got pretty old, so I started my own company. Uh, this is my third company, actually. And uh, so um, I invest in a wide range of assets. So if uh, you're any of your listeners ever want to reach out to me, I do crypto, angel investing, venture funds, uh, real estate, commodities, options. I run an option hedge fund as well. So I am able to speak from knowledge from multiple uh, investment uh, angles, if you will. But coming back to Avestor and our conversation today, the problem we were trying to solve, a co-founder of mine and um, um, I were trying to solve was the fact that it's very hard for investors to invest in syndication deals today. So our value proposition is very simple. If you were to invest $50,000 in a stock, would you pick one stock or would you want to pick 10 stocks of $5,000 each? That's kind of the place where we came from. Today, you know, you, if you want to invest in a syndication deal, you have to go search for 
um, you know, the rights indicator. I know you guys have a fantastic track record. And then uh, you have to decide which state, which asset class, and you have to really, you need a half a million dollars if you pick 10 individual syndication deals to build a diversified portfolio. We thought that there should be a better way to address this. And that's why we went around to build Avistor as a platform. I can go on, but I'll pause for a second. So let you give some feedback and then we'll all continue. So. Yeah, it's a point well taken, right? I mean, I used to be the fund business and I pivoted towards just deal by deal syndication. But to your point, for a lot of new entrants into the marketplace, the amount of time it takes to just learn what the difference is between a fund and a syndication is, is time consuming. And then so, once you decide, yeah, I want to go put some money to work in these private offerings, there's that classic marketplace disconnect between where I know potential investors want to connect with me, but they don't know how to find me necessarily, right? And it takes a lot of time to separate the wheat from the chaff and to do mm -hmm. the diligence on me. And then, you know, frankly, a lot of our opportunities um, get oversubscribed pretty quickly. So you've got to get in the queue and I've got to get to know you. And there's just, there's a lot to that, right? It's a very inefficient marketplace. And so I love people who are trying to solve inefficient problems, right? Because that's where businesses come to fruition. Um, so I understand the problem. Talk through the solution set that you offer people. Okay. So to, we are trying to redefine how real estate funds work in the industry. Really, there has been very little innovation uh, in real estate funds from the time 1960, I think President Lyndon Johnson signed some act which allowed people to create real estate funds. So what we are trying to do is introduce a new concept called a customizable fund. So which is kind of providing the best of both worlds, syndications and funds. If I may uh, use an analogy, I certainly don't want to make you hungry, but I'm, you probably have already finished lunch. Today, a blind a fund is like a blind pool fund. It's more like a pie. You don't get to pick what ingredients go into the pie. You get a thin, medium, thick, large, ultra large, whatever slice based on how much money you put in. And you have very little visibility in what is going on. I mean, they may tell you, okay, we have this 15 different projects, this project did this. Nobody has the time to dissect all the financials. Who, who, who's going to go into, you get consolidated financials, right? We are trying to turn that out dramatically. And we, our fund, uh, the customizable fund platform is more like a buffet. So you go to a buffet. I mean, I'm sure there are some dishes you like and some dishes you don't. So they can come in and say, hey, I like, you get an assorted set of deals, just like you get an assorted set of dishes on the buffet table. And you can come in and say, hey, I want to invest $10,000 in this, 20,000 in this, 10,000 in this. You know, somebody may come and say, I'm already in Texas. I don't want any exposure to the Texas market. Hey, I like student housing. I want more student housing. That is what a customizable fund does. What, what it allows people to do is pick and choose what deals they want but all of this is still in the wrapper of, uh, of, of a fund. So they still get a single K1. So we are trying to redefine how funds work in the industry. So I want to walk through it step by okay. step. Sure. And I, and I know we've, we've done this before one-on-one, -on -one, but I want people to understand. Got it. So walk us through kind of the investor journey. Yep. You know, get down to brass tacks and talk through details of, okay, is there one fund that's open-ended, that's evergreen, that people can roll into? Are these closed-end commingled vehicles that you roll out one every six months? 
maybe let's start with how do you get started? Okay. The way you get started, let me answer your question and then I'll tell you how we get started. The second question first, this is an evergreen fund. You get in the fund, you don't have to get out if you don't want at all. And you still invest in a deal at a time and I'll walk through that. So the fund never exists. A deal exits and you can decide to withdraw the money after the deal exits. We will talk about that, right? So let me step back a little bit. When you go to an investment advisor, typically how does the conversation go? He talks about your risk tolerance. When do you need your money? Why do you need your money? Do you want more interest income? Do you want bond income? Do you want stocks? And the typical investment advisor builds a stock bond portfolio for you, right? So we are trying to give that same experience to the users. So our fund not only offers syndication deals, but it also offers slices of debt, uh, hard money loans. So we talk to the investor, find out their risk tolerance. Are they looking more for capital gains? Are they looking more for interest? And the very first thing you do is you determine your allocation. Do you want a 80-20 allocation, 80% syndication deals, which are more like stocks, and 20% um, hard money loans, which are more like bonds, or a 70-30 allocation or a 50-50 allocation? So that's step number one. Um, you with me so far? Uh, so you first determine your risk tolerance and you decide uh, how you want to allocate and build your portfolio. It's all about portfolio construction for us. Once you do that, then what we do is we offer them a variety of choices, okay? We, in our fund, we'll, we'll get to the fact that other people can create funds in our platform in a, uh, in, a, in a few minutes. But in our fund, we invest in multifamily, new construction and value add. We invest in self-storage. We invest in student housing. We invest in retail. We just did our first assisted living deal. We are looking at industrial deals and we invest in all states across the country, many states, not all states. And so they come in and so let's, let's say they start with $50,000. And then they say, we'll do an 80-20 portfolio. That's a very typical portfolio. $40,000 in uh, syndication deals and $10,000 in uh, uh, hard money loans. So that $10,000 in hard money loans can be sliced into $500 or $1,000 chunks and we allocate them into a variety of loans. So they get broad diversification right out of the box. And then for the syndication deals, generally the um, hard money loans is something we allocate automatically because the amounts are pretty small, though the user has the choice of picking individual hard money loans. And then when you come to the syndication deals, we allow them the choice. They log into our platform and then they will say, uh, you know, they give us some top level guidelines, right? They say, you know, I really don't like student housing. And you can, hey, I'm already in California. I don't want to invest in California. So they pick and choose slices of deals. Our chunks are as low as $2,500 chunks. So they can say, hey, I really like this deal. We tell them why we invested in a particular deal. And uh, they have complete access to the PPM, the track record of the sponsor and everything else. And they can say, I'll buy three slices of this. So they can say, I'll buy $10,000 of this, $5,000 of this. I really don't want this deal. And let me keep the, uh, another 10,000 in cash and wait for your next deal. So that's how the entire uh, investor um, experience happens. So, so you, you do work with sponsors. So you allocate these fund dollars, capital commitments to sponsors, right? Bingo, bingo. So what we do is we have our own inventory capital and we have a mathematical model which evaluates hundreds of deals and we select a small subset of them. Not only do we work directly with uh, more than uh, 100 sponsors, 
We also work with all the major crowdfunding platforms. So we are constantly evaluating deals and we funnel it through this mathematical model and we pre-invest. The key word here is pre-invest. We don't wait for our investors to invest. We have our own inventory capital and we pre-invest in the deals which pass our model and then cut them up into slices and offer them as, uh, think of it like a storefront. People can come in and buy how many hour slices they want. But once all the slices are gone, they're gone. I mean, you don't, you don't get back the deal. Let's say we invest $130,000 in, uh, in a deal. So we cut them up into $2,500 or $5,000 chunks. And once all the 30 or 50 slices are gone, then you know uh, the inventory is sold out and the, the, the uh, user has to choose some other deal then. So. so if a syndicator is working with you, they're the sponsor, uh-huh. you get an allocation from the sponsor, right? So if they're right. raising a million dollars of equity, they say, hey, Badri, you get an allocation of 100K. There you go. Your group pre-funds that allocation. So you, exactly. have, you participate in that syndication. Exactly. And then you allow your fund LPs to take an allocation of your allocation at a smaller minimum. Correct. Uh, until obviously it's full, correct. And then they have to wait until the next set of opportunities comes. Is that right? Bingo! You got it. That's exactly how it works. So, and, got it. Uh, um, okay. So as far as you as a sponsor is concerned, you don't really care about our investors. I mean, you don't communicate with the twenty different investors. I care about all my investors, Badri. Uh, what I, of course, of course, no, I know what, what I saying. meant is, you don't have to communicate with twenty different in- investors. You one, one point of contact. Yeah, yeah, we are one investor. The A, right. uh, the fund is one investor. Uh, the w- whatever investors are behind the scenes are completely uh, opaque to you. So you communicate with one investor. So and how how many how big is your funnel? How many offerings are on the the to use your analogy the buffet table at one time? Okay. Typically, we try to have five to 10 offerings in the equity table. There are two tables, right? There is the equity table and the debt table. (laughs) So the equity table has five to 10 offerings. Sometimes it's lower, sometimes it's a little bit higher. Depends on, we are very picky about what deals we invest in. We don't invest just for the sake of having something on the table. And the debt offering table is much more bigger. Uh, So typically we have 20 to 40 debt offerings. Uh, but uh, the debt offering slices also are much smaller. So, uh, you know, typically uh, our returns are between eight to twelve percent in the debt offering, and uh, the IRRs in the syndication buffet, so to speak, is between fifteen to twenty-five percent. Though we have had a couple of outliers. So. But I would think that the, the debt offerings are shorter duration than the equity, Bingo. correct? Right. Yeah. So you're you're cycling out of the debt a lot quicker. Equity is a longer-term hold. Exactly. That's the trade-off, yeah. right? In okay. the debt, you get uh, you get your money back faster, but you get a lower rate of return, and you have to pay regular income tax, of course. Uh, that's not uh, subject to long-term capital gains, though. It's another discussion whether long-term capital gains will still be at a lower rate, but that's a different discussion. Uh, whereas uh, the syndication deals, typically we invest in three to five-year deals. We don't do seven-year deals, Brian, you and I have talked about it. Uh, so typically we try to stick to five-year deals, three to five-year deals. By the way, you get all the depreciation benefits. So you're not investing in the fund like some of the other funds in the industry. You don't get many of the depreciation benefits. All the depreciation benefits off, were offered by the sponsor and off, off the real estate deal flow through to you on a pro rata basis, of course. I mean, if you invest 10,000 out of 50,000, you get one fifth of the depreciation benefit, you know, so. And, and so you're lowering the barrier to entry. Exactly. 
for the end user investor that comes via your fund, both from a minimum standpoint, as well as access, right? Because you're doing all the diligence, the heavy lifting, you're negotiating the deal with the GP sponsors. So you're really taking a lot of this headache off of the end user investor. Is, is exactly. that the exactly. value proposition? Okay. Exactly. Think of this as a pre-curated list of offerings they can pick and choose. And uh, our investors love it. And there are several other benefits, by the way. Even if you invest in 20 different deals, we have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in building the technology and legal infrastructure to build the platform and you get a single K-1. They really like that. that. Not only does it reduce the complexity of your tax uh, preparation work, but it also reduces, uh, there are some potential tax benefits based on your situation where you can offset one uh, against another. So uh, there are some various benefits in getting a single K-1. And I don't want you to think of all these investors as very small investors. There are some investors who have started with 25, 50,000 uh, investment in the platform and uh, they're up to well over $300,000. So what they like is not just the smaller amounts. They like the fact it's pre-curated. They like the fact it's all in one platform. They like the fact it's one single K-1 and they like the fact that uh, they can pick and choose so for example, one of our investors is in Phoenix. He really doesn't want any exposure. He has plenty of uh, uh, exposure to the Phoenix market and he doesn't want to invest in any more Phoenix deals. You know, So he has the choice. So, and some people may like multifamily more than self-storage or multi than student housing and they have that choice. So. And before we get to the sponsor side, I want to sure. continue to work on the, on the investor side. Let's do it. What are the other benefits that come from this? When given the... I'm going to use a derogatory term, but I don't mean it that way. Given the churn, right, of these shorter duration debt deals, and then obviously the equity deals are spinning when they spin, how do you handle the, the cash flow? Do the investors have to receive it and then redeploy it? Or is there a way that they can prevent it from coming to their pocket from a tax perspective and then just continue to reallocate their fund dollars? Uh, you cannot prevent it in coming to your pocket from a tax perspective, because once that slice comes to you, that is your slice. But what you can do, and that's one of the advantages of a fund, in fact, let me tell you a fun fact, out of the millions of dollars in our fund, not a single dollar has been withdrawn by our investors. Not that we don't want to give it back to them, they love the fund platform, so they just keep reinvesting the money. So when these debt deals churn, we automatically invest them in another debt deal. And uh, uh, if you want to avoid the tax which comes to you, you can always not invest in debt. I mean, that's the 80-20 or 70-30 portfolio. But remember, you get depreciation benefits from day one for many of these deals. So even if you, one deal exits, there are usually, all these deals are staggered. So the capital gains from one deal will be offset against the capital losses. Eventually, it'll catch up to you. I wish I could tell you, you never have to pay taxes. I mean, if we figure that out, I think we have a fantastic solution. Eventually, you do, but that can be deferred five, seven, 10 years, and it could be mostly long-term capital gains, right? Because you're offsetting capital gains and capital losses continuously. And eventually, when all the deals exit, you do have to pay capital gains, of course. So. And before we get to the sponsor side, any other benefits that people should be aware of from the investor perspective? So let me recap, single K-1. Huge diversification, ability to pick within the infrastructure of a fund uh, where you don't have to go to multiple funds. So I would say those are the main benefits. So, you know, and you don't have to, uh, you know, start searching for deals and, you know, you know as well as uh, I do. In fact, I know some of your deals go by really fast 
you have to uh, get on the, uh, you know, if you go to one of the crowdfunding platforms, some of the better deals go in hours. Since we invest, they don't have to stand by waiting for a deal to come through. They don't have to do the due diligence. They don't have to look through multiple deals. And the fact of the matter is the investor anxiety and the number of questions they ask is much lower for $5,000 versus $50,000. That's just human nature, right? So if $5,000, go ahead. I mean, I'm building and I'm investing in multiple syndications. So, so they, they don't have to do as much due diligence. They can if they want. We give them all the information. But those are the main benefits. So, And what are the fees to the investor? Okay. So we have multiple funds, but the fund run by a investor, we have a phased fee for investments above $100,000. We charge 1% annual fee. For investments below $100,000, we charge 1.25%. In addition, there are about there are some fund expenses, which I would say roughly are in the 0.3% per year. So you're roughly looking at either 1.5 or 1.3 or so, or 1.6 or 1.3, depending on your size of your investment per year. So. And that's on the fund level, but then there are also fees associated with the sponsor deals? Yeah, that, okay. those, that, that still remains because the sponsors still may have their own asset management fee and all that. Sure. So, but the value proposition of paying one to one and a half percent for getting all the benefits of a single K1 pre curated deals, most of our investors are more than okay with that. So, so let's pivot to the sponsor side. Okay. And so, how, you obviously have a relationship with sponsors like me. You know, we've talked. Uh, we're longer term hold typically, so we're not a great fit for what you're doing, but let's just say I find a three-year value add deal. Or five years. Yeah. Five-year value add deal, three to five-year hold. Um, I know you, I assume that sponsors come to you early and then you negotiate some type of allocation before the deal goes live and they no, distribute no, it to don't. other groups. So, okay. You can treat us as a regular investor. So the deal can go live. We are not uh, uh, we are not asking for any special terms, though we'll happily take any special terms you can offer us. <laughs> Uh, so the deal can go live. Think of us as one investor. Typically, we invest between fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a bit deal. We might grow as as we grow in size, we might grow. So from a sponsor perspective, there are two ways you can work with us, right? A, whenever your deal goes, don't expect us to. Some people come to us and say, "Can you raise two million for us?" We don't because we invest only a maximum of uh, fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars per deal. It may go up a little more, but never up to a million or two, right? Uh, because we want to build a diversified portfolio. So we ask you to fill a very short form. Uh, and uh, once it, if um, it passes our initial pre-screening, then we ask for all the details. And then we send you a check. Uh, and we don't have to check with our investors or anything like that. If it passes our model, uh, uh, we may have a few questions. We do have the due diligence. Then we just send you a check. And we are ready for your next deal. So even though we may not be able to raise one or two million for one deal, but we can invest in deal after deal after deal if you have high quality deals coming. So that's one aspect of working with us. We keep it very simple. You don't have to give us any special terms. Uh, you just treat us as a regular investor, send us the information. We ask you to fill one a little form. Initially, uh, it should take you just about five or 10 minutes if you have all the data handy. And then if it passes our initial pre-screening, then we ask you for additional information. So I'll pause for a second before I tell you about how we can work with sponsors in other ways. And let me see if you have any questions about this. So Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious, do the, the sponsors have to um, divulge their the rest of their capital stack to you and provide content information, et cetera, for the other? Absolutely. One of the things we analyze is the capital stack. So uh, we analyze multiple things. We look at the track record of the sponsor. We look at the location and all that. We look at how 
investor friendly is. Sometimes the deals are fantastic, but they're not very investor friendly. The sponsor is asking for a 60-40 or a 50-50 split, you know? Uh, so, we, uh, and we definitely look for deals with preferred returns because then uh, the, the sponsor is more aligned to make money. We look at uh, LTV ratios. Um, we are pretty conservative in uh, the deals we invest in. So frankly, we put on our glass half empty hat. A sponsor typically tells you all the things which can go right. We look at all the things which can go wrong. We stress tested. We look at the T12. We look at uh, how much, uh, the, what the net operating income is. All the things you would do from an underwriting perspective, except we look at it from a passive investor perspective. And the reason we do that is we are a passive investor. So we never, I want to be very clear, we never do GP deals. We are always a LP in a deal. So our, since our money, our inventory capital is tied up initially and sometimes potentially for the longer term, we are very careful in what we analyze. And uh, so um, we are very much aligned with the passive investor. Yeah, so I was going to ask, you're not asking for any kind of special economics or special control no. rights or, or major okay. decision-making rights or co-GP economics or anything like that. Nothing okay. like that. No, so you're really acting like a passive investor, that's all. Right, so you're acting like a feeder fund. We are a feeder fund. That's a very good term. Yes, we are a feeder fund. Which obviously is a huge, well, not so much anymore maybe, but I mean, that was a big industry in the hedge fund space for the last 20 years. It's um, kind of funny you're saying that we are about to send an entire email about how you can create a feeder fund on the investor platform and how it was very big in the hedge fund and how you can get some of the advantages. You'll see that email come through in a few, uh, tomorrow or after. So. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of coincidence, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how I'm kind of thinking through how I would you know, uh, at a cocktail party, explain what you do. Um, if I was making an introduction, which is, you know, how I learn about things. Yeah, um, okay. Fund is a good, uh, my partner and I, very strangely, we were just talking about that. The feeder fund terminology didn't resonate with me, but my partner said, hey, that's the most common terminology. That's what we should use, you know? People relate to that. I'm glad you reinforced it. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense to me. Um, and why do you think more real estate groups aren't doing this? Uh, because the feeder fund as it exists today is more of a blind pool fund, right? I mean, that's the difference. So now that's a good segue into what else we can offer. So there is no, we are not only a customer, we, we pioneered the notion of customizable funds. We are kind of the world's first customizable fund platform. So a feeder fund is great, but if the users don't have the ability to choose what they want to feed into, and it's a blind fund where they have to invest in everything, people don't want to do that. They still want the ability to pick and choose within the feeder fund. I want to invest in this deal. I don't want to invest in this deal. And the state of the art in the industry before investor did not allow you to do that. So yeah, what we did was we built this platform, got great response from our investors, but then sponsors started coming to us and saying, hey, why don't we create our own funds? And then we kind of pivoted a little bit while we still have our own funds we are offering this platform as a full service platform to sponsors. So they can create their own branded portal and they can create their own feeder customizable fund. And they have all the advantages, which I mentioned before, you can provide to the investors. From a sponsor perspective, our main value propositions are as follows. Let me go through one by one. So uh, the first value proposition is you're approaching a much, much broader range of investors. What do I mean by that? 
So we have done our research and we think there are about 13 million investors with $1 million to uh, $10 million in um, assets, accredited investors. 13.5. 13.5, there you go. Yeah. So you got the latest data. <laughs> yeah. uh, and well, 13.5, I'm, I'm talking about one to 10, not the people about 10, okay? Yeah. So the people about 10 million have a variety of choices, okay? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, they start getting into much more sophisticated investments. But from the one to 10 million uh, in, uh, people with one to 10 million in assets, our estimate is all the sponsors are fighting in the red ocean. There are less than, I would say, 200 to 250,000 investors who are willing to put $50,000 per deal. You know, maybe it's 300,000. That's just an estimate on our side. But what we are trying to do is help sponsors fight in the blue ocean. There are more than 12 million, 13 minus 300,000, whatever it is, 12.7 uh, million investors who are willing to put $50,000 in a fund, but they don't want to put $50,000 in a deal. So if you can offer smaller slices, it's the same analogy. Do you want to put 50K in one stock or do you want to buy 10 different stocks? We find that you will appeal to a much broader range of investors, okay? So that's uh, value proposition one. Before I go to some of the other value propositions, any feedback on that? I would welcome your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, so um, you're giving these fund managers and GPs access to your distribution list? So that's a good question. The way we work is we offer a co-branded platform and they, we, do, we don't give them access to the distribution list. When somebody creates a fund on our platform, we send an email out to everybody in, on our list saying that a new fund, not, not the people from the other funds, the people in our own list, in our fund list and our own database, we send an email saying a new fund has been created. And let me talk about some of the funds which are in the pipeline, very interesting funds are being created. Your investors, to answer your question, are your investors. That is, I, we do fully realize sponsors, for sponsors, that's one of their most prized assets. We would never market to your investors, but having said that, we do have a marketplace where your investors can come and see other funds. And if they like a fund, they can ask the fund manager to contact them. Does that make sense? We never market directly to your investors, but we do introduce your fund to our investors, the ones who are in our fund and in our database. And in addition, uh, your, your, the investors can browse through other funds in the marketplace. So. But you're not acting as a broker dealer. No, not acting as a broker dealer. No. So you're just creating a marketplace where people can see other current offerings, but you're not making any recommendations. You're not making any recommendations. Or endorsements. Okay. No, no, no endorsements. That's right. That's right. Got it. So continue on with the other benefits to the, to okay. the sponsors. Um, the second benefit is we offer a dramatically reduced cost and a single point solution. What do I mean by that? You come to us, we take care of all your legal registrations. You have to create an entity LLC for your GP. You have to create an LLC for your fund. You have to take care of the blue sky registrations. You have to do the SEC filings. We offer one-stop shop where we take care of all of that for you for a relatively low fee because we already have the template documents you can uh, to start with. Uh, customizable fund documents are even more complex than a regular fund. And then the third value proposition is we offer the ability to get you in a much broader range of investors, right? I mean, we talked about that, right? So any questions about anything which I've said so far? No, it makes sense so far. Okay, okay. Uh, and then our entire platform is completely adaptable to your business model, okay? 
what do i mean by that now this is a, uh, this is a point where i have to spend a few minutes you can think of this like the kitchen sink of funds i know that doesn't sound very complimentary but some of the term resonates with me you can put whatever you want in it you can put um self storage deals you can put multi family deals you can put value add deals you can put gp deals and you can also put lp deals that's where the feeder fund concepts can, can come in you as a sponsor can invest in other deals and still slice it and allocate it to your investors why would you do that because you get a fund management fee so this since this is an evergreen fund you can put whatever you want in it that would never work in a blind pool fund because uh, your investors you have to have a coherent strategy before they invest in a fund you can't just say hey i don't know what i'm doing but just give me your money but here since they have the ability to pick on a per deal basis uh it's okay to have a kitchen sink type of fund where you can put whatever you want and it's a evergreen fund which once you open you never have to close i have a couple more value propositions but i'll let you interject here with any feedback on that but as of now it's only real estate right that's the universe uh, yeah when i say any type of deal of, but strangely enough people have asked about uh No, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sure they have. Yeah. Yeah, angel investments and but so far we want to focus on real estate. So. Okay. But within real estate it can be single family slices, Airbnb slices. Right now we are talking to a assisted living uh, company and then we are talking to another company which is like Airbnb but uh, more boutique type of hotels. So really a wide range of funds can be created within this platform. And don't forget the LP deal. Uh, what that allows you to do is invest in other deals and offer a steady stream of deals. to your investors even if you don't have a gp deal running right so and then finally we are creating a new recurring stable revenue stream for for you as a sponsor remember the fund management fee is an addition to the asset management fee as you pointed out earlier is in addition to all your other fees and you can you can ask me why would investors pay we are finding that more than willing to pay for the ability to build a diversified portfolio within a single fund and a single k1 and all the benefits So you can charge anywhere from 150 to 200 basis points annual fund management fee and that is a much more stable source of revenue and is addition to all the other streams of revenue you have so and and that's obviously a value proposition to the gp of exactly. the fund yeah okay exactly. makes sense and have you successfully engaged other fund managers to come on the platform uh so we have three funds in the platform three more with agreement signed and several more in the pipeline our goal is to have about 10 to 15 funds by the end of the year and more than 100 funds by the end of next year so it does take a little time for the sponsors to get used to it first they have to understand the concept of a customizable fund and they have to understand why an investor would invest in a fund versus investing in a deal but what the key point to remember here is we are not asking you to replace the way you do business we are asking you to augment the way you do business so you give your investor the choice hey you want to put 50000 or 100000 in this deal go for it then you don't have to pay the fund management fee boom you invest in the deal directly but if you want a lower minimum put 50000 in the fund and i'll give you a steady stream of deals yes the con is you have to pay a fund management fee but the pro is you get a diversified portfolio and get a single k1 and we are finding that not everyone buys into the uh, for latter but a lot of people prefer the fund or putting 50 or 100k in one deal so and i'm curious when you talk to people who do prefer that what is the driving value proposition for them they just feel uncomfortable putting 50000 in one deal is the al- is allocation is concentration risk is concentration risk and they don't want to deal with multiple k1s some people say yeah i can toss the k1s over to my accountant 
and they don't want to take the trouble of vetting all the syndicators and then deciding how much to put. And it just boils down to the amount of due diligence they have to do to put a 50 or 100K is very different from if you're putting five or 10K per day, you know? So the concentration risk is one of the biggest uh, disadvantage, uh, um, hesitations for them. So. Yeah, okay, makes sense. What else? Do you want to cover any other benefits to the sponsor GPs? So there are several things we are working on. Some of this is work in progress. We want to make this platform an extremely easy way to get accredited, in, uh, to get a self-directed IRA money, okay? Uh, interesting fact. I mean, if you go down, the Yale endowment has 50% in alternative investments. And sophisticated investors, institutional investors have about 25% in alternative investments. But the self-directed IRA has less than 5% in alternative investments. What is the problem? I mean, it's a pain to create IRA, self-directed IRA account somewhere else, uh, especially investing in real estate. Yes, you can do it. It's very expensive. So while I can't announce who the partner is, we have partnered with one of the leading self-directed IRA account and the lowest cost self-directed IRA account platforms. You create an account in Avester, you automatically create an account in their platform. So we'll make the entire process very streamlined. You know? So that's one advantage. We are also, we offer accreditation checks, we offer uh, KYC checks. So we offer everything you need to create a fund. Today, it's a pain to create a fund. I mean, you have to go to your attorney and then there is uh, attorneys charged by the, by the hour. We give you a flat fee. So we try to take all the guesswork out of creating a fund. And the main point I want to reiterate is it's a partnership model. Yes, you pay a few thousand dollars initially in legal fees to get started. But after that, it's a revenue share arrangement where we take 50 basis points out of the 150 or 200 basis points of fund management fee you charge. If you don't make money, we don't make money. Yeah. So it's a true partnership model where you can start a fund with very low risk. And the last factor, which I didn't mention, which I do want to mention is this fund feeder fund concept allows you to decouple closing a deal from raising all the investor money. How does that work? because we have the ability to backfill GP capital. Let's say just for whole numbers, you're raising $1 million. You have raised 800,000 and you have not raised the last 200. You put 200 of your own money and we keep track of the money, the fact that it was tied up for four months, six months or a year. And uh, we, you get a portion of the capital gains and the cash distributions. So there are some amazing benefits. I would love to talk to your audience if they want to either invest as a passive investor or invest as a sponsor. So. Sure. So we covered a lot of ground, but you know, as we wrap up here, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you, to learn more about the platform, all the things that you're doing? That, that's a great question, Brian. So first of all, there is a ton of information on our website. It's avesterinc.com, A-B-E-S-T-O-R-I-N-C.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm going to go ahead and give you my personal mobile number. I mean, I would love to talk to any of your audience, even if they just want to share investment ideas, right? My mobile number is 503-860-8374 or send me an email. It's badri, B-A-D-R-I at avesterinc.com, A-V-E-S-T-O-R-I-N-C.com. Would love to hear from you. And we have a ton of information, lots of blog articles, if you're a passive investor or if you're a sponsor. In, in, our, in our website. So. Yeah, I, I can tell you my listeners from experience that Badri is very thoughtful. He's trying to do something very interesting and cool here. And I definitely encourage you to reach out and learn more. 
And Badri, I want to thank you for taking the time on a Friday to talk to, to me, to educate me. And um, hopefully we can do a deal together soon. That'd be fun. Absolutely. As soon as you get a five-year deal, let us know. And we'd love to. We'd lo- I know you guys have a great track record. We'd love to invest in you. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, Badri. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Thank you for joining the conversation on Colloquium. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm, please visit excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.